Hello and welcome to Ideas Don't Bleed, a comics podcast presented by Ashcan Press and featuring Matthew Rosenberg and the Supple Boys, Ethan S. Parker, and Griffin Sheridan. This is part two of our discussion with Jed McKay. We hope you enjoy. I do like to ask people that write so much shit at once, because like we've been we've been joking about how much you've got going on. Like uh, I've asked of, of a lot of guests already, but like how how do you like keep that balanced and keep your kind of energy? motivation maintained when switching between so many different like switching gears so much Uh, i mean generally as far as like motivation energy um about probably once every three weeks i get a letter in the mail this is my mortgage is going up so that's all right right, right. that (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah. uh we're we're in a real interesting situation uh lending wise in canada at the moment uh but you know you know i think a lot of it is you know, that, that semi bullshit old adage of a, a change is as good as a rest where mm-hmm. if I switch gears to work on something else, um, I was going to say I'm less stressed about the thing I was trying to figure out before I'm stressed again, but in a different way. So it's, you know, it's an entirely refreshing, uh, yeah, new, new way of, uh, of being stressed out. Um, but it's just kind of weird with comics where, you know, when I was a teacher, I think I was a pretty, I think I was an okay teacher. The one thing I was terrible at was getting things marked and given back to kids on time mm-hmm. because I hate marking. I hate it so much. And I would just watch it pile up and I could not bring myself to do that. And, you know, they're the kind of work you have to do where you just have to really. Why do you hate it so much? I just hated doing it. I don't know what it was. I just, it was just like, it's just like anathema. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and. You know, every, every job you do, you're going to have that kind of stuff where you just, you can't bring yourself to do it. Like, it's just such a struggle. Whereas comics, I never really find that or mm. haven't, haven't found it yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put it, put it that way. Um, but, you know, some issues, sure, it's like pulling teeth, trying to figure out how to make it work. But by the end of the issue, I'm like, well, okay, this is, you know, this actually worked out pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. or like, you know, I'm, I'm as happy with this as I'm going to be. I think this is a good piece of work that I'm, you know, that I'm proud to send out. Uh, and because you know, ultimately... <laughs> We're not going to be proud of the book. There's not really much point in sending it to an artist to waste an entire month drawing, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think it's just kind of that combination of it being work I really like to do. Um, having multiple projects on the go means that I'm doing a lot of shift, switching gears and flexing different muscles, right. uh, mental, mental muscles purely. Uh, there's not much uh, in, the, in the way of physique going on in the comic book writer's life. <laughs> um, well, um, but yeah, I've also been kind of paring down the amount of work that I'm doing. Uh, once I accepted the, the the chance to work on Avengers in the summer, I was like, okay, well, I got to get off Magic because right. I got too much stuff going on. So you know, I stepped down off Magic. My friend Rich Duke uh, took it on. Uh, I was still this just you know co-writing it, but I mean, it was Rich's show. Right. Um, similarly, you know, I finished up Mary Jane and Black Cat, and I was like, okay, well, that's it. You know, I'm staying down to three books. I've got Doctor Strange, got Moon Knight, I've got Avengers. That's more than enough for me to deal with at the moment because saying no to comic book work is really difficult. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, I've only been working regularly in comics 
for what four years mm-hmm. maybe five years going on five years i guess mm-hmm. um and i've you know i only quit my day job in the fall of 2019 so for me there's still always this uh feeling that you know waiting for the other shoe to drop this could all come crashing down yeah. so uh it's yeah and I, I guess that's kind of a long roundabout answer that has not no not a particularly good sound bite <laughs> but uh <laughs> That's what's going on. Oh, I get you. The, the you talk about switching gears. I'm I'm very curious. Like your work up until this point has been almost exclusively solo character books. Yeah. Mm. I mean, has it actually been exclusively solo character? Have you done another team book that I can't think of? I did Avengers Next Strike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a, another very badly reviewed book. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, it hasn't had its time yet. People yeah. will figure out that Avenger Max is cool later. Sure, <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're, just, they're still making. They're, they're on their third series of that uh, idea. So, are they really? Wow. Um, how has the switch to doing Avengers, doing a team, not just a team, mm-hmm. but like a team? I, I'm in a weird position. I, I I've written team books before, but writing Wildcats is funny. I because. There is a favorite wildcat among ninety nine percent of the audience is Grifter, <laughs> and I went on a I went on a signing tour and I went to like sixteen shops and I asked yeah. everyone who was like, oh, I love wildcats, I've always loved it. I'd be like, who's your favorite? Just because I was like, am I wrong in thinking this? And I think one person was like Zealot, which yeah. like is <laughs> great, but no one was like Maul or Spartan, and people love them; they're great characters. Yeah, yeah. Grifter is just a breakout star, and so when you write that book, you're kind of like. Well, anytime you're not don't have Grifter on camera, people are a little bit feeling shiftless. But Avengers sure. is like you're dealing with every everybody is is a lot of people's favorite character. I know, and that's the thing. And also at this point in time, six out of the seven of them have their own books. Yeah. So uh it's who doesn't it's have a, their own book? Uh Vision. Fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> Big cast robot. Uh, but uh but yeah so like it's it's interesting because everyone like as soon as that was announced everyone's like oh please yeah have my favorite character do the best stuff and like i think there's i'm talking to other people about this because it's something that took me by surprise is there's a real thread in modern fandom that i didn't know anything about <laughs> where people are so interested in like uh, power scaling and like who's the strongest and, who's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. and like and like feats yeah and because you know everyone's coming at me with these like lists of it's like here's all the things captain marvel can do I'm like oh here's all the the feats that scarlet witch has done and i'm just like holy shit dude it's like relax like yeah. and, you know it's it's really interesting because you, like, i don't get that with moon knight you're like, <laughs> like who, who can moon knight beat up i'm like well usually not guy the other guys with capes so <laughs> <laughs> well, well well you know we'll have him like kick the piss out of man mountain marco it's fine you know yeah. no, no one's like oh uh moon knight's really been and you know nerfed or whatever too powered by donny cates has his his quote that he loves to throw around i don't write trading cards uh, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah which i think is fair i i never i for me growing up comics was super solitary like i didn't i had mm. a couple friends who read comics here and there but like it was just a thing i did by myself and then when i decided to make a go of it trying to be a comic writer i like decided to quit my day job for a year and work in a comic shop while okay. I was like writing to just be like, I was like, I have money saved up. I can take this huge pay cut and yeah. work in a comic shop and I want to be around books. And I worked, I ended up working there for a little more than a year, but immediately 
I was immersed in those conversations. Yeah. And they were so alien to me of just like, <laughs> and it was just people being like, there was a guy who worked in the shop, great guy, super nice. And he would just be like, do you think Invincible could beat up the Hulk? And I was like, <laughs> I I don't even know, like, like who's, are, whose name is on the cover? Yeah. Like, who's <laughs> is, is it, is it Kirkman writing it? Cause yes. Is it, yeah. is it a Marvel book? Like, and I, I, and those fans all the time. And then, yeah, writing those books is so fascinating to me because I was like, it, it's weird because not only for a while, I was like, well, it's people who are into the fighting aspect of it and yeah. not the storytelling aspect. And that's very right. own. And then I was like, what's weird to me is that that's not actually how fighting works either. That like a guy who's not as good of a fighter can win a fight sometimes. Yes. Like Muhammad Ali lost to people he was much better at then. That's yeah. just sometimes people land a lucky shot and like that audience is not okay with that. Like you can't just like be like, yeah, sometimes Captain America is going to hit Sentry right in the mouth and knock him out. They're like, no, he wouldn't. And you're like, <laughs> but he did. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like I got a lot when I was writing Taskmaster and people are like, well, how can, like, why is Taskmaster yeah. afraid of the Black Widow? I'm like, well, because she has a movie out obviously (laughs) but also like they're like oh no like this one time taskmaster beat black widow and like fucking like the 76 77 canadians didn't win every game you know it was still like the best they ever were they're like the best hockey team in the world at that point in time yeah and uh like it's not rock paper scissor yeah exactly and it's it's such a weird thing and it it, like i wrote it off for so long as just being like well they're fight fans i'm like but that's not even how fighting works i don't even know what this is they're like they're fans of math these are like it's it's a a math fandom and uh, you know like super happy for them to be there hope they like it but like yeah i'm glad glad people are having a fun time and engaging with it but at the same time it's just it's it's a it's a mindset that is so far removed from how i look at the stuff sure yeah but Mm -hmm. uh i just have a hard time I'm not going to say hard time accepting and understanding it, but more just like a hard time. <sighs> yeah, honestly, I, I, I've got I, nothing. I, I mean, it's almost antithetical to what we do in a way yes. because it's yeah. like, well, if you know Captain Marvel can beat up that guy in the book, then the, there's no reason what's, to make the what's book. The point? Yeah. yeah, it's like it should just be like Captain Marvel showed. That's a that's a caption box. Captain Marvel showed up and beat up this dude. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the next thing. Now Spider Man um, has the afternoon off. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 like no, we need to show you things that aren't the thing you expect and that yeah. aren't the thing that you think is going to happen. And sometimes that means that you know Captain Marvel gets her ass kicked by Man Mountain Marco. Yeah, and like um, even don't like do the, that. Don't. No. Let, <laughs> oh, trust me, I don't need any letter bombs coming to my house. <laughs> Um, but like, even you're talking about the, the trading cards, like I've got all of my old trading cards there and it blew my mind a couple of years ago when I saw that someone, I don't remember who it was, who was working on them was like, yeah, you know, the win loss records on these cards. He was like, yeah, we just made them up. Like, Are you serious? <laughs> like, it's incredible. They're like the yeah. most, ma- the most math thing on these trading cards. And they're just like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. You know, won a thousand lost. I don't know. 27. Sure, that sounds like Captain America. <laughs> yeah, um, the the I think that's such a fun. It's such a fun, weird aspect that I can never explain to people. It's just be like, yeah, the people take these powers seriously, and and I always thought it was f- sort of funny and ancillary. And then talking to people who wrote the Hulk, where they were like, oh, the Hulk fans, they're like, there's a section of Hulk fandom that you can't please because. Hulk is the strongest there is. So sure. if he ever is in danger, they're mad. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they want, and and like, 
I, you come across those fans, and I remember once years ago watching a comics writer argue, a Captain America writer argue with a fan mm-hmm. on Twitter, and the fan was like, they were going back and forth about you know how hard Captain America had it, and finally the fan was like, I just want Steve Rogers to have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the writer was like, immediately was like oh i have to back out of this conversation like you don't understand what i do like you yeah. can have a holy shit day but like that's not the job but i can't but like there's something special about the hulk fans being like hulk is the strongest there is so i just want him to wreck everything he sees like it's such <laughs> a, a, a weirdly unique like yeah. it's, it's, it's it's i want the hulk to be happy and his happiness is destroying the earth <laughs> and all it contains is is such a yeah. fun like I was like, it's a fun challenge, creative challenge, sure. trying to make those people happy. I mean, the thing is, too, like, you're like, oh, well, the Hulk's really strong, so we'll challenge him with, uh, with, with, with other kind of things that you can't directly apply strength to. Um, but then, of course, you know, you go to get too far down that rabbit hole, and it's like, oh, shit, the Hulk's got to do his taxes. He's fucked. <laughs> like, you know, the IRS is after his ass. That's a, that's a, I'd read that. I'd read yeah. that. That's a good. I mean, put I mean, that in. Bruce, yeah, like Bruce Banner's taxes must be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm sure he's got legal like insurance. Like his insurance has got to be insane. Be like my house is wrecked again. They're like, what happened? And he's like, I guess the Hulk attacked my house again. (laughs) They're like, it's weird that that keeps happening to you. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm always amused. Like people always, you know, people are always like Superman's really hard to do. And there's Mm -hmm. a funny take, and I I see a lot of people come at it and be like, Superman's not hard to write. You just need to believe in in hope and optimism <laughs> and i'm like that's not the fucking hard part the fucking hard part is that he's god like the fucking hard part is how do you give god a bad day what do you throw mm-hmm. at god that makes his life difficult mm-hmm. um it's not that he's fucking good like people aren't like i don't know how to write something that's good like that's yeah. not um i wonder how much you have to think about stuff like that writing the big team book like especially when you're coming after something like what jason aaron's doing where it's like a million multiversal avengers as the big climax and whatever it's like how much how much do you pay attention to like matching what has come before like do you have to sort of ignore it and be tunnel vision about what you're working on i mean like you always always need to know what came before but generally it's less about matching what came before and more about you know, charting a course that's different from it. Right. You know, you know you, obviously you, you want to stay. And I mean, it, that's certainly not, you know, value judgment on Jason's work at all. And I sure, think his right. adventures is, is like hugely ambitious and really exciting. For sure. You know, the think that the Deathlock Celestial turned up this week was awesome. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I can't just do the same thing. Sure. You right. know, I, I, you know, if I'm doing Avengers, then it's got to be something that, you know, gives, gives people something different. Mm-hmm. so that's kind of the big trick is you want to make sure everything you ensure a sense of continuity and not continuity as and just like kind of continuity wonk thing as we, we go on about with uh with comics is like oh you know spider-man wore glasses in this scene in like 1964 so we got to make sure that like he talks about visiting his top optometrist and blah 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 but like you know ensuring that you have that same that same sense of the, the core values of the book um, mm-hmm. you know for the avengers it's our smittiest mortals you know it's this is this is you know the big team this is where all the the big characters come together and you see them all in one place working together and interacting together and occasionally being pissed off at one another um so it's 
honestly, I feel like something like Avengers is, is easier to pick on. Like, you know, I would have hated to come after Jason, you know, after his Ghost Rider, for instance, which, mm-hmm. you know, I still think is one of like, the real defining Ghost Rider sure. runs. Like, it's it was so good. And, like, to come after that, like, well, how do you follow that? But whereas Avengers, like, it's such a broad tent because there's you have so many characters that's all doing so many things and you're, uh, the scale is necessarily so large that I think there's a certain amount of freedom and, you know, perhaps kind of too much of a frightening amount of freedom in that because, you know, the sky is literally the limit. Like I'm used to writing, you know, Black Cat and Moon Knight and now I've got mm-hmm. like fucking Thor and Captain Marvel and Iron Man and Scarlet Witch all on a team. Like these are all people who could destroy the world by themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long until Black Cat is leading the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think I've got her in it at all mm-hmm. yet, which, which is odd for me i think I, I think i'm kind of on my best behavior with avengers uh whereas like you know Do- i got dr strange number one coming out next week she's uh, black cats in it already right, right, right. Uh, but uh I, I feel like trying to pull that shit and tom brevoort is just not gonna fly <laughs> <laughs> um the uh, avengers is interesting like more than any other book the i mean i think the only one of the only comparable books is maybe x-men sure. doing doing a flagship x-men where you literally just have a buffet in front of you of characters mm. and and you have to be like i mean there's there's sort of two plays right there's yeah. what do i want to play with and what is the book audience world need to see, you know like yeah. what, 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 Mar- the, what, what does Mar- the book need yeah what does marvel need what does the audience need what are all these things and how did how did you balance that and how did you come up with your roster mm. of avengers so I put together an Avengers roster a while back because uh, I think I was talking to Kieran about something and I don't know what it was, but he was like, Hey, you, you have a, you got like an Avengers pitch ready. Cause you know, Jason's going to be wrapping things up in the next year or so. I was like, no, I don't think I'll be asked, but you know, now that you mentioned it, maybe I'll come up with something. So I, uh, you know, I had like his back pocket Avengers pitch and when, you know, so later on down the line, Tom was like, Hey, do you want to pitch Avengers? I was like, Oh, sure. And like, well, here's, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll work on something to, to send you to see what you think. In the meantime, here's something I already had. I'll throw it over. If you think it has legs, maybe we could do something with it. But it was kind of dismissed pretty early on because it was the conceit behind that was, was like, what if I had an Avengers book where no one had their own book? Mm-hmm. So like all these characters lived in the Avengers in the way like older Avengers, uh, issues did like way back in the day yeah where like almost none of these characters had their own books so i was like well i could do like a lot of you know soap opera drama stuff because i i I can't change who iron man is dating uh in the avengers because that's the kind of thing that happens in iron man so it was like a bunch of um you know lower tier marvel characters thrown together there was a a whole Mm -hmm. conceit behind it but ultimately you know tom was like listen and i you know i agree with him pretty much immediately if we're talking Avengers, we want to have all the big names, you know, outside of course, you know, Wolverine and Spider-Man because they're, they're kind of doing their own thing. Um, and it made sense to me because an Avengers team of a bunch of, you know, lower tier oddballs, that's not the Avengers. Like that's Savage Avengers. That's, you know, secret Avengers, but it's not like the Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the same way when, when Grant Morrison took over uh, JLA, that was yeah. a like a really kind of big big thing for me because I found the uh, the wizard special edition ish, uh-huh. issue that came with it and like okay. the interviews with Morrison and like 
interviews with the artists and like there's profiles of all the characters I, i'd never read the book but i knew so much about it based on that like wizard primer that's awesome. which i still got somewhere it was, <laughs> it was awesome and you know talking about this is talking about you know their jla is like a pantheon and yeah. says, you know they say i want all the all the big characters and, you know you got superman batman wonder woman flash green lantern martian manhunter and it just made a lot of sense to me for the avengers and you know as soon as that cover went out, everyone's like, well, this is what I'd have on my roster. I'm like, oh, how dare they not have Ant-Man or yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, where's the Hulk? You know, noted <laughs> team player, the Hulk. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, for me, that's, I think that that kind of worked because for the Avengers, wanted something, you know, this big and loud yeah. and exciting and like that harkens back to Avengers history while being still having modern sensibilities. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's kind of where we came down on it. Um, you know, obviously, you've got these characters who are, and again, thanks to the movies, these are characters who are huge in the public uh, public eye at the moment. You know, your Iron Man, your Captain America, um, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Thor, and you know, Wanda and Vision. I think are more well known now than they ever have been. But also for me, that really harkens back to the Avengers comics I grew up on because I grew up reading like seventies comics. Sure. Um, so, you know, Wanda and Vision were staple Avengers members. Yeah. So. So you didn't, did you want to put like Black Knight in there wearing a leather, <laughs> wearing a leather jacket with the sleeves rolled up? Like that's a good. I mean, you know, I, I do, I do kind of wonder if we'll get into like a, a jacket era at some point, which oh, I think would be got great. You got I'd it. love to see Iron Man in a jacket. <laughs> Iron Man in a jacket is a great look. At that point, you want to bring in the Hulk. That's when you bring in the Hulk. Give him yeah. a nice Oh, jacket. Hulk in a jacket. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess that's what Joe Fix it is, but yeah. uh, but but not a leather jacket, not a leather jacket. Yeah. Hulk in a leather jacket, it's nice because I think it's like said, a denim vest to go with the the cutoff that he's wearing. Well, yeah. it's like I'm Canadian; they would actually all be jean jackets. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a great everything. It's a great look. The um, I assume that's when the ghost of his dad possesses him or whatever is like yeah. he throws on the <laughs> jean jacket. <laughs> Um, when i when i did astonishing x-men they were like yeah you know charles soul had been writing astonishing x-men and they were like you're doing a whole new thing and um it was funny because I, uh, this is a tangent but sure. they were like we'll give you a new number one and i was like you know oh. i was like retailers hate that like <laughs> i was like really retailers and the audience is really annoyed with that like just give me issue 13 like let's just make a big deal of it and give me issue 13 and i went to a retailer summit and was like, yeah, you know, we're continuing the numbering on on Astonishing X-Men because we don't want to reboot. Like this is a legacy title and we respect it. And everyone cheered. And then the numbers came in and Marvel's like, you really fucked that one up. And I was like, cool, thanks. Um, They said, they said it nicer than that, but not much nicer than that. Um, But, but on that team, they were like, do what you want. And I was like, okay, it's, you know, it's havoc and daz like it's i was like it's mm-hmm. people who've fallen out the bottom of x-men like yeah. people mm-hmm. who are like not currently hot x-men like colossus it was gone from the book mm-hmm. and i was like i want colossus to be like it's post his marriage not happening i was like colossus is in a like bachelor studio apartment drunk all the time <laughs> and like they need to just be like but he's big like we'll try and sober him up but even if not he's big and it'll make like, like, like who's gonna hurt him anyway yeah like it doesn't matter if he falls asleep in the middle of a fight he falls asleep he'll be fine yeah and then you know like <laughs> dazzler and havoc and and just like all these sort of like 
fuck ups. And I was like so excited about that take. And then like immediately they were like, uh, you're going to switch to uncanny now and we're going to cancel astonishing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I was going to keep going on astonishing. And then there was a point where they were like, it doesn't make sense. Like bring them together. And I was like, yeah. okay. And just the pressure of being like, well, this is uncanny. Yeah. And I can't do lovable fuck up loser uncanny x-men like <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, like that's the thing yeah and i was like i need cyclops and wolverine and they were like done and i was like okay now now i can like now i can add some weirdos and fuck ups but like yeah, yeah the pressure is so interesting mm -hmm. do you feel like is there someone you're like oh, i'm dying to get them in i want like we'll establish and there's there's an avenger who needs and you don't have to spoil if mm -hmm. you don't want all that you can uh but if there's someone you're like man i really want this person has a spotlight because you've done such a good job in your career so far of really elevating characters like Taskmaster oh, and Black Cat and just making characters like Moon Knight even like making characters that are B and C listers, D listers even feel like A list books and A list like must read comics. Yeah. Like there's such a good opportunity for you to be taking someone on the Avengers. Is that something you're looking forward to do? Is that something you want to do or don't give a shit? <laughs> Well, like, well, the thing is, like now, you know, time to taking you know, C and B listers makes me feel like A listers. Now that I have the A listers, I'm gonna basically, you know, just fucking crater them into F listers. Nice, nice. Oh, um, no, um, like as far as as, far as Avengers roster, I don't have any plans to change it currently. But I mean, I'm also only planned so far out. Yeah, uh, a character I would love to have on the Avengers, but I don't think it would ever happen in the Blue Moon is uh, the Beast. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Just because, yeah. again, like it's it goes back to like my seventies Avengers oh, yeah. I read when I was a kid, and you know, Beast for me, Blue Beast always feels more like an Avenger than an X Men. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. I would like I would love to have Beast on the Avengers. I think that would be sick as hell. But yeah. <laughs> you know, I I don't think that would ever happen. Uh, just a given the state of, um, yes. well, you know, the X stuff going going on now, it's very much its own thing. And B specifically, Beast who is really in a spot. Sure. So, uh, but maybe the Avengers come in and save him. I guess the real problem is: can you take Kieran Gillen and Jerry Duggan in a fight two on one? Could you? Mm. Could you take them? You know what? I feel pretty good about Kieran. Mm -hmm. um, Jerry, because he's, he's British. <laughs> I think he's too nice. Because mm. mm. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think I could beat anybody up in a fight. But at least okay. I think Kieran like might feel bad about it. Yeah, Kieran's not going to want to hit you. Jerry will run you over with a steamroller. Oh yeah. Like See, it. maybe if you snuck up on Jerry, you yeah. know what I mean? If it was like an ambush. Yeah. Uh, J Jerry's probably got like a bag full of, you know, pipe wrenches ready to roll at any point yeah. in time. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd say it. But also the thing is too, Beast is mainly appearing in Wolverine and X-Force and I can't take Percy. Uh, Percy, no. 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 The, 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 just not, not a million years. Just listen to him talk once and you'll be like, oh, I can't. Like I, years ago, I was in South Carolina and there was an alligator and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get as close to it as I can. Yeah. I want to, I want to see how close I can get to it. <laughs> and I like, it's not a good idea, but it was the idea mm -hmm. I had at the moment. I was coming from behind. It's okay. He can't see. Sure. And mm -hmm. you get to a certain point and and the alligator doesn't move but it lets out a rumble which i've been told later is like an actual like vibration that they do okay. underwater to like so they can be heard underwater is that called um, a percy uh, but on land you it, it, it sort of hits your intestines and like your testicles in this yeah. way that like it's hard it's hard not to like maybe just collapse and it's really terrifying and that's sort of what what ben percy sounds like when you talk to him he's yeah. just this he's all bass yeah in this sure. very masculine alligator-esque way 
Um, so no, I don't think you could beat him up, but I I would no, love to I would love to see it. Is the thing right. you, you'd love to see me get my ass whipped by them person. I, I just like enough. to see the fight. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be a fight. <laughs> well, you know, we can dream. Yeah. Uh, in execution, maybe, maybe we'll have that on the show. Maybe we'll get you guys to come back, put you together in a pit. Fight, fight for the beast. People, I didn't hate. know he was such an imposing figure. Could he and Jorge Jimenez just like take the whole industry? He's he's not. I think you're overestimating this industry. First of all, yeah. <laughs> this is a conversation we used to have a lot of. Like, who do we think in comics could actually fight? And I was like, well, it's not an impressive list. Like, we did this, we did versus... this on KLC. We did the comics fight club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donnie always used to say like. Donnie used to make jokes because he was like, well, Matt used to like go to hardcore shows and actually get in fights. And I was like, he did say that. And I was like, I didn't do it on purpose. I like people would beat me up. (laughs) I I know how to like cover my head and, and wildly swing punches. But Mm -hmm. um, Donnie was like, that puts you in the top tier of comics fighters. Like if you, (laughs) if you know how to get your ass kicked and not die, you're, you're an ass kicker, uh, but also I will say that Ben Percy, <laughs> wonderful person, really nice. Oh, yes, yeah. I, I think you feel bad kicking my ass. Oh yeah, it, it's but, gonna um... be it's gonna be sad when we do mm-hmm. this on the show, but I think it's gonna be exciting. And oh, it's gonna be on the show. I, mean, yeah. I, I think it'll do. I think it'll do wonders for your subscribers. Oh, I think yeah. it's gonna do numbers. Yeah, I think you know. I think we're really onto something. Um, moving on from our <laughs> impromptu fight club. So basically, we're just doing that thing we were complaining about fans doing. Uh-huh. But with actual humans, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. actual writers, uh, so where there, <laughs> where there is a real, yeah. Uh, I guess I have to have Evan on now and to see if he can thinks he can take you. <laughs> All right, make a note of that, guys. We're gonna invite Ben on the show. Okay. Um, the no, I, 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 I'm, I'm very interested in your Avengers. I haven't read it. Obviously, we're taping before it comes out, and so I haven't read it, but. The thing, and I sort of hinted at this before and then maybe just talked over you, so we're going to drive back. Um, it's, it's your podcast. That's true, and sort of. Um, the <laughs> the thing about your work that I, I've always connected with and always love is is the amount of time you give to character to mm-hmm. really let people shine and give them small moments and give them human moments. And... I'm so fascinated by your Avengers because not only are these people who like are very well mined and explored, mm-hmm. they're doing big epic things that don't leave <laughs> right. a lot of room for the personal. And now there's a lot of them. And yeah. so I'm I'm wondering like how do you balance that? How do you make it feel like a Jed McKay book that that gives you the personal time and those good moments while still upping sort of everything you need to do and also giving seven people their chance to shine like this was one of my questions because like i love the bendisy kind of thing of them all eating dinner you know and i was yeah i was wondering how you find that balance yeah Uh, with great difficulty Uh, yeah you know it's like it remains to be seen once issue one is that whether i've you know at all achieved that balance um but it's it kind of it keys into something i really like about comics you know superhero Mm -hmm. comics which is not particularly literary, but I love having people say just like cool hard shit. Uh, which is like <laughs> essentially the like the thesis for my Moon Knight, or mm-hmm. sorry, our, our moon, the way I write Moon Knight will say. Um, so I'm just like, can I make him say like something really mean and like tough? 
Absolutely. That's, okay, that's sick as hell. Moving on. Um, so I'm trying to make sure everyone has like one of those moments, you know, in an issue when they appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, well, I guess I complain. I'm like, oh, everyone wants their favorite character to be the best in the book. But at the same time, everybody wants their favorite character to have a good showing in the book. And that's just like, that just makes sense. Like, yeah. that's that's entirely understandable. Because, you know, if you're, if you're reading a teen book and your favorite character doesn't get a cool moment, then you're like, well, that kind of sucks. Like, you know, good, good for Thor fans, I guess. But like, as I don't know, a Jarvis fan, I feel, feel like I'm really, really left out in the cold. Um, is that who you're really concerned about is the Jarvis fans right now? <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, there, there are tens of us. Um, is Jarvis alive right now? I, I, I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise we've got some explaining to do. Oh no. Um, I think maybe think of Alfred, who I believe is dead. Alfred That's is true. dead. That's yeah, true. but tear, uh, tear. yeah, it's like it's it's tricky, and it's like it's a balancing act that I certainly hope they have been hitting. Uh, but you know, I guess only time will tell, and um, it will depend on how quickly I get chased off Twitter once uh, Avengers starts up. <laughs> sure. The, the uh, you know, it's it's funny because I. I feel like you on Avengers is a natural progression. Like you've been doing these books and proving yourself and, and really, you know, leveling up characters and, and making a big splash and people are very excited. And I, I feel like the reaction to you being announced in Avengers, people are very excited about that. Um, and, and you're doing awesome. And it's, it's been so fun to see. I have to ask because I, uh, I'm a fan. Okay. And so I, I want to know, like when are you going to do a creator owned book? When are you going to do something that's yours? Oh <laughs> uh, yes. That, that old one. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's one that keep me in to do it and I keep getting tied up doing, um, sure. Doing, you know, Marvel stuff in part. A lot of it was just like, I, I was going, I'm going for the safe bet. Mm-hmm. where you know you're doing creator own stuff you're putting a lot of your own, your own money on the line from the get-go which I certainly don't have to tell you about and um you know i was in a position where i was like well i quit my job and i also want to get out of this tiny apartment my wife and our pets live in so i just kind of like need you know i need the guaranteed money uh i need mm-hmm. to know that i'm getting a, a, a relatively assured return on my the investment of my time mm-hmm. Now in a spot where you know we you know we we got out, we bought a house, we're, we're relatively financially secure, uh, you know as anyone can be in this day and age. Um, so this is kind of the point where I'm like, well, you know, this is when I should start be start thinking about maybe doing some creator own stuff. And you know, I've talked to some artists I've worked with in the past who are like, well, are you you know, do you have any creator own stuff going on? I'd love to get together, which is you know a great spot to be in when artists sure. are actually coming to you and saying, hey, I'd love to work together again. As opposed to the uh, the hustle of finding people finding people to work with you and like to take a chance with you know long stretches of their life to draw whatever you came up with for uncertain returns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, the, like the answer to that is soon. I hope um, I just need to be less lazy because I mean that's, that's you know everyone tells that's what everyone tells me. I've, I've talked to you about it several yeah. times. Uh, every time I see, you know, Ed and McNiff, and they're like, so when are you going to have a creator own book? I'm like, fuck off, guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same answer as when I saw you last month. Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I really did this just to publicly shame you about something yeah, that we talk about in private. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like it's, and I think part of it too is that my background in coming to working professionally in comics is different than a lot of other people's because I've never done a creator own book. Yeah. I just kind of started working at Marvel. Um, so I don't necessarily have that same pedigree. So it's, uh, it's not as perhaps natural for me to always have that going on, uh, you know, on, you know, on the side or, you know, as, as a full-time thing, because it's just not an area I have any experience in actually. Mm -hmm. The, were you going to say something, Ethan? I was just going to say, I have one more question that I got to ask before we go too long. Okay. Uh, listen, it's great. We're talking about the biggest names at Marvel. You're doing the big book. We're talking about doing things you own. It's good stuff. But I got to ask you the real question, which is, can you tell me anything about Mary Jane's powers? What's going on there? <laughs> is, is there anything you can enlighten me on? How did that come about? What, what, what is that? Uh, that is going to be something you're going to see more about in uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, is, so, is that it, so? That wasn't that wasn't that didn't come from you. That was something. That no, was no. From when, uh, when we started working on uh, Mary Jane and Black Cat, um, we got on, the, got on the call with uh, Devin and Nick Lowe. Or sorry, you know, Devin Lewis and Nick Lowe and Zeb Wells. And they're like, listen, we, we're going to do a thing with Mary Jane with superpowers. Mm -hmm. And so we just started kind of batting around ideas, like well, what, what would it look like? What would it be? And, um, you know, that's what, that's what we settled on. Okay. So the, the larger explanation of that is going to be left for the larger kind of whole what's been going on with Mary Jane and Peter stuff in ASM. Right. All right. I was wondering if that was going to be you revealing that to us. Uh, I could have had I, an exclusive here on the show. I was I, trying to I, get I, us an exclusive. <laughs> I mean, you're leaving it pretty late because, like, you know, we're, we got one issue left in the series. But, um, yeah, there's, this is just introducing something uh, that Zeb's going to work with later on. Interesting. All right. Well, I guess, you know, that's fine. If, you know, Zeb was already on the show and he didn't answer. So this was really your place to steal his thunder. Uh, <laughs> we didn't ask, we yeah. didn't ask him that. but Sure. He didn't answer and he knew that we wanted to know he knew that we yeah. wanted to know and he's zeb and he's difficult God, <laughs> he's, he's, he, he, he's an la guy you know he knows when people are angling for we really want something yeah him. yeah and he's sure. playing he's playing mind games and we thought you know you're canadian you'll be nicer we can come <laughs> at you with this he's a he's a shitty californian and here we are <laughs> not getting anything out of you it's really redefining my feeling about canadians but <laughs> we don't have to talk about that um mm -hmm. I thought I they had ruined it already. Yeah, no, it's it's it was just redefining it. It's better the fact that you're um, you and know, Nick Lowe and Nick Lowe's not answering my emails. I don't. Know. We're not getting anywhere on finding out what's going on with this. Yeah. Um, I guess we have to read the comics. Um, that's fine. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, Jed, that's about as much time as we have for you. This was wonderful. Um, I just want to say, like, in all sincerity, I. I I met you when you were sort of starting at Marvel or early yeah. in your time. And, you know, uh, Ed introduced us and um, I've always, I've always, we've always gotten along and I've always liked yeah. your stuff, but watching the last couple of years has been really one of those things of like, I feel like every generation of comic book writers, not that we're necessarily a different generation, but I was like maybe in the door before you and all this stuff, you always sort of like, 
want to find the people behind you who excite you, not just be looking forward <laughs> and just be like, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, well, Brian K. Vaughn's really fucking cool. It's cool to see people coming up behind you who are doing awesome stuff and like uh you're that for me where some where every time something's oh. announced i'm like that's gonna be awesome and i'm so excited to read it and fucking be inspired and it's gonna make me want to sit down and write <laughs> and so it's been and knowing you and knowing that you're an awesome guy it's been super fun to watch and i i can't wait for avengers and all the awesome stuff coming and for your imminent creator-owned book that you're gonna make <laughs> um, so did you say imminent yeah i mean you, you got you got you, you got his email just yeah. hit him up be like have you ask him have you ever thought about doing a creator-owned book yeah with, with an idiot <laughs> <laughs> here's an idea i'm canadian put that all in caps and i'll get it yeah. uh no but in all serious uh it's been awesome to watch your career and I, i'm so excited for all the amazing stuff you have coming and thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us Oh, yeah, well, thanks for being so, here, Jen. It's, uh, it's all very, very kind of you to say, and you know, I've always, I've always been a fan of your work as well. Uh, that oh, whole Black Hat that. Mary Jane uh, one shot was essentially a Hawkeye free fall sequel because I liked it so much. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and you, you were, uh, I was very, very flattered when you did Taskmaster, and you were like, "I'm referencing this this panel from The Punisher," and you like, "Oh said yeah, it to I, I, was I was so pleased with that." <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was like, "Oh man, that's like, it, that's the kind of nerdy stuff that I'm like." oh wow that's my stuff and someone else's comic like that that really i was like that's really sweet it was really nice um so thank you for that that's really what got you on the show was that yeah. panel from taskmaster mm. um <laughs> anyway thanks for coming out and uh we'll talk to you at another point yeah bye anytime And that brings us to the end of part two of our discussion with Jed McKay. Make sure to check out Avengers and everything else Jed is working on by giving him a follow on Twitter at Jed McKay. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. And in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at ashcanpress on Twitter, me at Tales to Astonish, or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.